Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Hey, how you doing? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm fantastic. Well, hey, welcome to the Hot Minimal Mess podcast. Yeah, it's Rona and I'm Emily, and we work together all the time. And what happens is most days we end up getting into long conversations, but we're supposed to be working. Yeah. So we decided why <laughs> not just take it and do a podcast and that people can hear our fun conversations. I mean, we've got, what, a 20-year age difference? Yeah, so exactly. So I guess maybe a lot of people might not assume that we're really close or friends or have a lot in common. But we, I mean, seriously, we will go on and on and on during our workday. Somehow we get paid for that. <laughs> I feel like we probably need a better outlet for that. So, yeah, we uh, we decided to bring this together. Hopefully you get to learn a little bit more about us. If you know us, if you don't know us at all, then I guess you get to learn about us. If you want to introduce yourself. Yeah. OK, so I'm Rona Mensa. I'm from Frederick, Maryland, actually originally from Hyattsville, Maryland, um, but live in Frederick and have for many years and um, been in radio for 28. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. Um, and yeah having fun with that. And um, one of my things that I do when I'm not at work is theater. I'm involved with Maryland Ensemble Theater and I keep myself overly scheduled all the time. So we've had a pandemic and everything and that's kept things kind of not as busy for me. And I've actually liked it a lot. I've slept a lot. Yeah. So much sleeping. It's good. You've probably caught up on years of sleep. Yeah. 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 So you're a morning host and you've been a morning host for most of your career. Yeah. I have not, which is funny because it's the goal for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, Being in the morning show is really an end goal for a lot of radio personalities. And I was never interested in that. I was like, yeah, waking up at three in the morning doesn't really feel like my thing, but you're great at it. (laughs) Thank you. And funny thing, when I wasn't doing mornings, I still found a way to get up in the middle of the night because I decided I'd deliver newspapers. And I'm a night person, which is funny about that, but it seems like somewhere along the line, I just decided, okay, fine. I'm just going to commit to getting up in the middle of the night. And that's the way it is. You decided along the line you're an insane person. Yeah. A Uh little bit. Yeah. Now you know. See, you're learning something. So you're learning something already. All right. So what about you? Introduce you, Emily. All right. I'm Emily. I am 30 years old. We're maybe going to do that 30th birthday again because I turned 30 in the middle of the pandemic and it felt weird and wrong and not right. I'm originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, born and raised there. I moved to Morgantown, West Virginia when I was 21 and got started in radio there, doing college radio. And now I am here in Martinsburg. I also host a couple of other shows, and I am the program director for Today's 97.5. I am engaged to our other co-worker, Alex Vick. Um, A lot of people have questions about that. Yes, we work together very well. Yeah, It's never an issue. It's never been an issue. We've not worked together, and we've also worked together. It's definitely interesting to share an entire life with another person, but I think it's worked out. Yeah, you guys, yeah. you guys seem to handle it really well. Like, I mean, about the 30th birthday, I'm all on board for that. I had yeah. my 50th last year, by the way, and I had a party with some friends, but it was outside. It was low key. But hey, you know. Hey, I think we all get to do our birthday do overs this oh, year. I okay. think that's a rule for I'm everyone. In. Yeah, I've got a cap back too. he is my pride and joy. He's seven now. And he's Um, really cute. He is just the cutest. He's got a little black nose. He's all white and black. And he has a hashtag on Instagram, which is the boy Beck. So you can see all the photos of him. I am 100% a cat mom. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And he's uh, got a personality, I understand. Yeah, he's uh, (laughs) he is a hot mess. He has to be sedated every time we take him to the vet. He's obsessed 
with Alex and I. Like, he is all over me. I have to literally pick him up, give him hugs, and walk him around the apartment when I get home from work every day. Aww. He he literally hates anyone that's not us, though. <laughs> um, lots of stories about people who have had to watch him over the years that have left with scars <laughs> mentally, emotionally, physically. I just like, I, I'm so sorry if you've ever had to watch my cat back, um, specifically Mike McCullough. I was going to say. Very sorry. He showed me the blood that was drawn on his ankles. <laughs> it, I'm so sorry to say he's not the only one. So <laughs> We are officially fully vaccinated. Yes. I mean, if you think about where we were this time last year in yeah. 2020, it was still really new. And people were like, well, maybe we'll have our event in August or whatever. You know what I mean? And we were all just like in the office because we all had to be here. We were like constantly oh. wiping everything down. And to have the the opportunity to be vaccinated it's like, okay, that just takes one less thing off my mind about all of this. Like, I don't have to feel so concerned when I go to the grocery store or when I'm around people or whatever. I mean, so um, I haven't really had any problems with it. Did you have any problems when you got vaccinated? I did not. Uh, I got the Pfizer. I got the first dose, and I did feel a little bit off that weekend. Yeah, me too. Uh, just like a little bit kind of, you know, foggy. Uh, I slept a lot and then mm -hmm. I was fine. Uh, second dose, I had, I feel like less side effects than I did with the first one, but it was the same kind of thing. Just felt really tired the day after. And then I was fine. A little bit of arm soreness. About the same for me. The only thing different is that I had, they, they call, I don't remember what it's called, like vaccination arm or something like that. I've had like this, like my lymph nodes are kind of swollen mm -hmm. and I got like an itchy spot on my arm. It's weird, but I mean, if that's all it is that, in fact, I usually get like a sore spot on my arm when I get a vaccination anyway, like the flu shot every year. So whatever, yeah. whatever. I got mine at Walgreens. You did yours at the, uh, at Berkeley 2000, big, the big you know, vaccination event. Yeah. I, I'm out and about. And I know that the things that I normally do are going to start to come back and I'm going to have to be around a lot of people and I would prefer to have the vaccine. That's right. You know. The benefits definitely outweighed the risks for me. Yeah. Like you said, we we've been here for the last year. We never got that work at home experience, which has yeah. been interesting. Actually went to New York City in late January of 2020. And oh, that's really? when we were first starting to hear about it, you know, by what, St. Patrick's Day. We were starting to get all these stay-at-home orders Everything and things were starting to shut down. And New York, you know, of course, got really, really scary. And uh, Alex, his sister lives in New York City. Wow. Uh, his family lives in New Jersey. I started to see everything get bad. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, and to think about just being that close with other yeah. people. And, and it really gave me perspective on why things got so bad so quickly up there. Mm -hmm. uh, both of his parents got really sick. They're still dealing with a lot of the side effects from it. Oh, wow. Um, They're long haulers. Then. They are long haulers. And, you know, just seeing all of that and, and how that experience was for them and, and just even getting that little taste of it, like it was enough for me to say, like, you know, this is kind Serious. of freaking me out a little yeah. bit. So, um, you know, I'm glad to see that things have come a long way since that point. Just remember, like all the celebrities who were like making songs about washing mm -hmm. your hands, like Gloria Gaynor's <laughs> like doing doing I will survive washing our hands. And oh, I love that. Remember when celebrities were like, hey, we're really bored. And we're like, uh, no. Y'all are in your mansions. <laughs> yeah. You got your deliveries of your groceries. 
please yeah. don't. We're, we're going to need y'all to yeah, take just, a back seat just, on this yeah, one. Just, I remember here, uh, you know, work, we, we were coming in and we share everything here. We share equipment. We share microphones. We share spaces, offices, computers. And yeah. the way that it worked here, uh, we closed our front office. It's actually still closed now. And we had all of our staff working from home except for programming. So right. the on-air people, you, me, Alex, like a few, there were just a handful of us here. And I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. It was a, it was a stressful time for us. I, I remember it like, it's all memories for me. I wasn't stressed out about being around everyone. What I was, because remember we had a meeting in the lobby yeah, and we stood, <laughs> the six or seven of us that were here stood in like various points of the lobby, several feet away. Yeah. Like this should be fine. We can have a meeting this way. And we did a couple meetings that way. We were all kind of standing far away from each other. But um, it was always like, okay, well, two of you, you, you're together. So we, you know where you are. Right. And like, I know I'm going home. The other only thing I was doing was go to going to a store. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend that I talked to was like, well, what are you still doing your things? I'm like, doing what things? There's nothing <laughs> open to do. So I wasn't going anywhere, seeing any people, things like that. It just was very, par- like the whole thing was very paranoid. I'm glad we're in a different place now. Me too. So much better. I I remember thinking in that moment, what if one of us gets this fairly small staff that are not only going to infect others, but not be able to work? And that that was sort of what kind of had me stressed out the most. And I know that sounds so like workaholic, but I didn't want to lose my ability to work. Like I... I knew that we had an important role here at that time. You know, we were a community resource. First and foremost, that's, mm-hmm. you know, what radio is for. And we we worked really hard during that time to, you know, try and get people the information. Because at, at that point, it is crazy to think a year later how information was just coming out and changing by the day. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it works. You know, that's yeah. how science works. That's mm-hmm. how when you gain more information, you know, you change your hypothesis, whatever. We all care for each other on a personal level, yeah. too. You know, we yeah, don't, you don't want. Yeah. I don't want to see anybody get sick. So. Well, I mean, I remember when you weren't feeling well. What ended up happening with me? I did get a COVID test, uh, came back negative. I think I just like ran myself down. <laughs> yeah. And then the stress of it. I remember I had something before I, I had gone out of town in December, Christmas time, mm-hmm. and I had been off for a long period of time. And when I came back, right when I came back a couple days into the new year, I was sick. And I mean, I was really sick, fever. And it's funny, I looked back at a text message that I had sent a friend of mine, and I was like, I was craving salt. I was like, I really want to eat some salt. So I went out and I bought Pringles, and I was like, it's so funny, I can't taste them. I don't, I didn't remember that until 2021 when I went back to look at that message, and I was like, I wonder. Yeah. You know, because I didn't remember that, but I remember being really sick and having a fever for a couple of days and coming in here wiping everything down and going back home and bailing on meetings and all this stuff. So who who knows? Yeah, it's definitely at a point now where I I, at least I feel like starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah, for sure. I actually I I teared up when I left my first vaccination appointment. Like there were I teared up a little bit. I was like, why am I so emotional right now? But I I think it really was that moment where I was like, this is the light. (laughs) So, uh. You mentioned that. <laughs> Go ahead with the segue. You have, a, Go ahead. <laughs> you have an interesting, interesting experience in your home. Yes. So <laughs> I was in bed and I wake up in the middle of the night because, you know, I don't sleep. And I'm hearing something scampering around in the ceiling. <laughs> and I'm 
like mm. we there was something I just read the other day it was talking about how people deal with bumps in the night like you know do you make your partner go or do you go or do you grab something to protect yourself and I don't even think like burglars I'm like there's critters all the time critters <sighs> my bedroom's in the attic and there must be some kind of hole in between like the little place where the chimney used to be well this is already spooky so yeah so it's fun and I always you know I've heard things scampering around up there but one time this wasn't last night but um one time there was this bird that I could hear flapping in like behind the wall so then I started this whole thing where I took the grate off the the grate that has the air Mm -hmm. conditioner grate and you could look down and see this bird that was down there and I was like dude I don't I don't even know how I'm going to get down there because it was like half a floor down. I don't know how to describe that. But anyway, so I had a, I had two friends come over who basically cut a hole in the wall of my closet oh my and God. lured this bird out. And I had to go to work. So I left my, <laughs> left my friends in my house, <laughs> cut this hole in the wall. And this bird, they have pictures of this bird that they lured out and then they put it out on the roof and he sat out on the roof for a little while. I think he was he was startled and a little bit shocked and everything. So then they took him out in the yard and put him out in the yard. Aww. And I came home from work and I was like, well, what happened? And they were gone. They were like texting me. They were like, well, we put him in that big plant in your backyard. So- <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bird was it? It wasn't like some big like, wasn't no, like a it crow. was just like a bird okay. bird. Okay. Uh, you know, fine. it wasn't Still a pigeon. terrifying. It wasn't a pigeon. Still terrifying. But you don't I, like birds? I, I'm terrified of birds. Are you really? You ever seen the birds in the movie? Uh, yeah. No, that's so cheesy, Emma. Stop. No, it's okay. not. Okay. There is a, <laughs> listen, right. here at work, in our <laughs> parking lot, we've got all these like power lines that run across the parking lot and all these birds get together and they sit on the power lines and they just poo they on our poop cars. all over all everything. Day. It's sinister, man. L- look at them. They all look like they're up to something. Yeah, they do. I don't you trust them. I just figured out what your, ho- your Halloween costume needs to be. You need to be Tippy Hedren <laughs> with all the birds on you and like stand there like, oh, that's what you need to be. It's terrifying. Yeah, I mean, I'm more afraid of spiders. Well, that's a, yeah, because you're a normal person, I guess. Cause no, that's... Birds, can be, <laughs> birds can be scary because sometimes they swoop down. You can't tell the difference between a bird and a bat. They both fly. And Thank you for validating me. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I get it. And the poop thing is really kind of annoying. And it's gross. They can give you diseases. So there was this one guy I was talking to. He told me that his sister, I think she like went blind because <gasps> there's this rare disease I don't let me get started on telling the wrong information, but it's something about like bird poo particles yeah. got in her eye somehow. Uh-huh. It's very rare. No, I've totally read about this. Like yeah. you can really get life altering diseases from bird birds poop. are jerks. Okay. You know, my mom got pooped on by a seagull at the Outer Banks once when I was a teenager. We were on vacation. You never <laughs> she forgot. said it burned. She said uh, it like hit her shoulder. And it, man, it ruined the rest of her day. She was not oh pleasant the rest of that day. Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> she, no, it's okay. She'll hear this and be like, that was a bad day. Yeah. So you live alone? I do. All right. You called some friends to come help you uh-huh. because that's, you know, what you, what do. you, should, what you should do. Right. <laughs> Two summers ago, it wasn't last summer. It was the summer before. Uh, Alex had went to spend the week in New Jersey with his family. I stayed back here. I was still working. So I was staying at the apartment by myself. 
And we live in a building. It, it, it's an older building. Mm-hmm. They did some renovations to it a few years ago. It's really nice. Like the inside is very nice. It's very modern, um, but it's still kind of got that old building charm. character. Yeah. yeah, which I love. Like right. I am all about charming homes. I hate clean cut looking places. <laughs> we live on the fourth floor. And I'll just say this. There were a number of things that went wrong during that week that he was gone. Like a, a TV stopped working. It was oh, a man. really it was a really bad week. I come home from work that Monday or Tuesday and I walk upstairs and there's a window right next to our door to walk in. And you have to get close to this window. Like it's a narrow hallway. You can't oh, okay. avoid it. And I look over and I see I see like a black just blob sort of hanging there. And I'm like, what's that? And I go in the apartment and I, I've just got anxiety about it. I keep thinking about it. And I'm right. like, something is out there. Something is out there. So I go back out and I get, I don't get super close to it. I just take my cell phone and I like reach my arm out as far as possible. And I take a picture and I come back in the apartment and I zoom in on the picture and it's a bat. Wait, it, inside? Oh, yeah. Oh, inside. my gosh. Like I almost touched this thing when I initially came home. So I'm like, that's a bat. That's a bat. So I start calling Alex. I start calling him. I'm calling him over and over because, like, it wasn't my best moment. And, of course, in New Jersey, he's going to be able to help. Of course. But I'm freaking out. So I'm like, I'm going to call Alex. And I'm calling him over and over. He's not answering. I'm I'm sending him these mean text messages. I felt horrible after the whole thing. (laughs) I'm like, like, you don't answer me. You don't love me. So eventually. Take care of the bat. What good are you? Eventually he calls me and he he's pretty irritated. Don't blame him. He's like, what? I'm like, there's a bat in the building. And he's like, what do you want me to do? I'm right. in New Jersey. He's like snapping at me. I'm snapping at him. We get in a fight. And I'm like, whatever. So I text my landlord. I send him the picture. And I'm like, hey, um, I think there might be a bat, but I don't know. Like, here's the picture. And he texts me back almost immediately. And he's like, oh, no, that's a bat. He's like, don't worry. I'm going to get my dad over there, <laughs> which I love. I love that he didn't even <laughs> want to deal with it. I'll get my dad. <laughs> so he sends his dad over like 30 minutes later. He comes in. He catches it with a net and releases it outside. He knocks on the door. He's like, hey, are you OK? I explain everything. I'm like, he's like, no, it's cool. I got it. He's like, listen, if you need anything else this week, give me a call. I'll be happy to help you out. I'm like, and uh, it's funny. I came back to work the next day and one of our coworkers I was telling this story to. And he's like, well, you didn't kill the bat, right? You can't kill bats. They're good for the ecosystem. And I was like, oh, okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> no. All right. So now that we've effectively freaked everyone out about birds and bats. Yeah, we um, had other topics. We were like, let's talk about other <laughs> stuff, too. All right. We're actually going to introduce a feature that I'm really, really excited about. Okay. We're calling this the Reality Rundown Countdown. Love it. I love reality TV. You love reality TV. I do. It's one of the things that I love most about you because you are my (laughs) reality TV friend. We talk about how much we love our respective shows all the time. When I say I'm a reality TV freak, like it's the majority of what I watch. Sometimes when I leave work, I just need mindless trash. That's right. You just need to veg out. I, I Turn just, it on and like laugh, watch yes. people be a mess and be like, okay, that's great. I'm turning I, it on. I love to watch other people be a hot mess. Uh-huh. And so what we want to do with this, since we like different reality TV, we're going to try and give each other a rundown on how our favorite shows work 
in 60 seconds or less. I love this. You uh, are a big fan of The Bachelor. That's right. I am. I never watched The Bachelor, uh, which is probably surprising for a person who really likes reality TV, but I've never gotten into it. Uh I only know, like, obviously, I'm working in radio. We have to be somewhat knowledgeable about the different things that people are watching and, and things that people know. That's like how you started watching it, right? Uh, I No, I started watching it because my <laughs> former co-host was like, you have to watch this. This is the thing that people are going to be talking about. I was like, I'm too cool to watch that show. And then I got sucked in. <laughs> like, I mean, I am way too into it. I know somewhat of what's happening. I don't know a lot. Uh, uh, so we're going to start out with our first edition of this. Uh, with the whole Colton Underwood, that's his yes, name, right? Yes, that's right, Underwood. Uh, with with his whole mess of coming out, which I his coming out wasn't a mess, but the whole mess surrounding this. Because yeah, I'm a little thing. confused on, on some of these details, too. So we're going to set a timer. You've okay. got it ready. I've got it ready. For 60 seconds, Okay, you have to tell me what the heck is happening. All right, here we go. Colton Underwood was The Bachelor a couple of years ago. He was touted as the virgin. That was his whole thing. Okay, so there at the end, one of the big things that happened in his season was he jumped the fence because the one girl that he was in love with left the show, Cassie Randall. So he finally gets back together with her. They decide they're going to date and don't get engaged. They date for a year and a half, and they start to break up. After they break up, this is where things get really, really like, mm, She gets a restraining order. So he's stalking her. He put a tracker on her car. He was like allegedly standing out in front of her home, whatever. And so anyway, I've got 20 seconds. Anyway, so they break up. Now, fast forward six months. They drop the restraining order. They fix all that. He comes out as gay on Good Morning America with Robin Roberts. And everybody's like, but wait. Okay, but what about the stuff with Cassie? He didn't address all the stuff with Cassie. And he's getting a Netflix talk show. And people are like, no, no, no. Don't give a guy a talk show that had a restraining order. My minute is up. (laughs) You did so good. Thanks. That was a really, really good rundown. Thank you. I Did I leave any? I don't even know if I left anything out. I was Details were coming to me so fast. Okay, so here are my questions. Okay. He, that was the part that I was a little unsure about. He was like stalking her? Yeah, when they, okay. Th- this I left out of. Um, he was one of the big celebrities that got coronavirus. And so oh, when okay. he was sick, her family like took care of him. And he was apparently pretty sick. Oh. So um, when they started to break up, there was it, it, it just turned ugly. It, it mm. turned ugly in whatever way. Like they didn't. He had put out a book. And then like after the book came out, he came out with another chapter, of, I think about her or something. Oh. Yeah. It was really, it was like, uh, okay. So whatever happened with them, we knew about the restraining order because that became public knowledge. And then we learned that somewhere along the line, a few months later, they finally decided to settle it. I guess settle it in court, settle it out of court. But I would imagine they probably can't talk about it. There's it's, probably some kind of NDA involved. Right. So they didn't talk about it. But people are like, well, it's all fine and good that you came out. Great. We're happy for you. But you still haven't addressed the fact that, like, you were hit with a restraining order because you were standing out in front of her apartment, allegedly, or put a tracker on her car, allegedly. So that's what people are like. Don't Let's not give him a Netflix show. Yeah. Because he's... That so she 
hasn't said anything and you believe that's probably because there's some kind of NDA or something that is preventing her from speaking her truth or I think what it's, happened. It, she did come out, but she didn't say anything. Basically, oh, okay. it was uh, I just heard the clip of her. It was on her YouTube channel. And she said, I've seen all of the messages. Thank you so much. Uh, all the reasons that my name have been in the news lately. Um, I, I'm not going to talk about those mm-hmm. reasons. And I mean, think about it. This is probably a lot for her to emotionally handle. Oh like gosh, she, yeah. you know, dealt, lived it. Yeah. And then apparently was not told that he was going to come out. So yeah. like she, fa- like that means her name and her, all of this stuff is dredged up for her. So whether Oof. it's about non-disclosure agreement or her emotional health, either way, I'm like, you do you girl. Like you probably you're going through a lot. I absolutely. Yeah. What were your opinions on Colton when he was like on his season? I didn't. I wasn't that he didn't do anything for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't. And it might have been his personality. I didn't. Part of it is that I'm starting to see these guys and they're younger and younger. And I'm like, I can't even these people are so young. But I, he just didn't. Um, He didn't resonate with me. He was kind of like, Okay. I mean, he's cute, whatever. Yeah. And he's, he has a charity or something with dogs or something. That's great. Like, but I just wasn't, I wasn't like, oh, he's so cute. I didn't even find myself kind of buying into the love stories. I I think I felt that way over a a lot of seasons. Like I haven't felt that way about a lot of the bachelors. I, I did like Nick, but I, and I did like Ben, but Ari, who cares? That was always kind of the thing with The Bachelor. Like, none of the dudes ever do anything for me. Like, I, this is the one thing I hate about modern reality TV that I really miss from the 2000s and the early heydays. Everyone's just way too conventionally attractive. Yeah. There's too much of that model perfectness yeah. to all the guys on The Bachelor. And yeah. it's weird to me. Like, I need some uggos, man. Or <laughs> not even, they don't have to be like ugly. I just want some normal looking people. Normies. Give me dad bod. You know what I'm saying? That would be, okay, you know what I would like? A bald bachelor? <laughs> My gosh. Dude, you know who else would love that? Alex. Bald representation matters. Right. He's <laughs> always like... Because he's bald. He's like, man, there just aren't enough bald guys on TV. And I'm I completely all over bald dudes, man. agree. I all love over. bald dudes, too. Yeah. I'm I mean, with you. You're, you're with one. Yeah, <laughs> you're I am. married to one. Yeah. See, and like even Matt James, the one, the most recent bachelor, the, okay. the black bachelor, he was okay. the first black bachelor, gorgeous, like insanely fit and all these like, great personalities. I mean, he's great looking, but he's just you, like you know what you a need? doll. You need a guy that maybe his face is a little bit misshaped. <laughs> Not misshaped, but like... <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, maybe his eye is lazy or he's, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, let me give you, let me give you. Lyle Lovett. Okay. You know who he is. Mm -hmm. He's sort of got like a lopsided smile and it's cute. Milo Ventimia, same thing. Lopsided smile, hot. Yeah. But he's not perfect. Absolutely. Give me something like that. I'm okay. I completely agree. It's a, it's a. Uh, pipeline. It is. Like people go on those shows because they know that they can get the, you know, their numbers up of followers and that can be, they can be influencers in the lifestyle space and travel space. And I'm like, Okay. I mean, I guess that's I don't nice. have the energy for that. Taking pictures of myself all day. Like, who cares what I'm eating for breakfast? Who cares what kind of, <laughs> oh, look, I'm putting on some leggings. Who cares? Why? Like with Colton, do you think that that was kind of part of the reason why he's decided to kind of I don't want to say that he's coming out to be a gay influencer because I don't think it's fair do you think that he kind of wanted to fix his perception a little bit like I don't want to be a stalker anymore so um I don't 
I don't know. I haven't given that some thought. Okay. What I've seen people say, because I'm all on Reddit pages and whatever, a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he was out of the spotlight. Like, he became The Bachelor, that he kept himself, and then wrote a book. Like, Oh, what was the book about? His life, where he okay. actually talked about being questioned. He was in the NFL for a, a short time before he oh, was a bachelor. Okay. And one of the things he talked about was like being in the NFL and being in locker rooms. Who did he rooms. play for? I don't remember. Okay. Um, I was just curious. Sports, me? I don't know. <laughs> I know. Um, but, but he was talking about how like guys would be like ribbing him because he was a virgin and stuff. And so he had questioned his sexuality mm-hmm. in the book. So to me, when he came out, it was like, this is something that you've addressed publicly or at least dipped your toe. So maybe you were just trying to get us to, to know that this is something you've been thinking about. Okay. So not like I was like, oh, I knew it, but I was more like, he's brought this up, so it wouldn't be a surprise. It's not, it's a logical step that yeah. he came out as gay, but some people uh, in the commentary of social media are like, well, he's just doing this to keep his name out there because he's getting this Netflix show where he's going to have a gay guide to show him how to be live as a gay man. In that interview, he talked about some really painful truths. Like, he knew very, very young, and he's had some very dark thoughts about self-harm, I would imagine you would want to take some time to, like, process coming out, however that means, not like, okay, let's have a Netflix show where it's a documentary about me, but I, I'm not him. I don't know. I don't right. know what his his uh, motivations Intentions are. and yeah. yeah. I think the one takeaway I had from this, because I've seen a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of conversation about this online. I I have seen a lot of people who are like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I do want to say, I think that's a little bit harmful regardless of what right. this guy's done. Um, I think that that type of talk scares people in coming out right. and kind of just keeps I don't know. It keeps that division there. Right. Of it like, keeps the people in the closet. They it does. They worry about being isolated. Or, right. Yeah. Don't don't be all over the internet being like, I knew it. I knew it. He right. was gay. It's like, right. okay, I this clearly has been something that's been very difficult for him. And it's difficult for a lot of people. Right. Um. So I, I think that if we're going to attack this man in and by attack, I mean like saying, let's not give him a Netflix show. Let's not put him on this platform. He's not the right one. Like there are plenty of of gay men and women who have stories that we can share right. that aren't also stalkers. And there's also a <laughs> petition right now, a change yeah. uh, dot org petition. Are you going to watch the show? Like, do you have any interest in it? I, I, I wasn't that into him as The Bachelor. So, I mean, I, the only thing I will say is like there are people who who actively want to take this guy down. I don't care enough about him one way or the other. Like I hope he's he- I hope he's happy. I hope he's healthy. I hope his life progresses well. I don't yeah. I don't wish harm on anybody, but like I wasn't that invested in his season. I watched it for sure, but like I've been more invested in other seasons. So I just eh, be be happy, be healthy. I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> I appreciate your recap of The Bachelor for me. This this was very informative. I feel like I learned a lot and we're going to keep doing this. Okay, because I need to get all in on Big Brother. Like, I watched the wrong season. I mean, like, I wish I had seen another season so that I could understand. But you're going to give me a minute recap at some point, correct? Yeah, so Big Brother is always on in the summer. Mm -hmm. Um, It'll start probably at the end of June, beginning of July. I will be happy to do that. What I think we're going to do next, Teen Mom 2, the new season is premiering. Okay, I've never watched any Teen Mom. This is great. Perfect. Great. I am a, I am a Teen Mom fanatic. Okay. 
The OG season just wrapped up and Teen Mom 2 is about to start. So we'll do the uh, countdown rundown. For Teen Mom 2, uh, they follow four girls right now, mm-hmm. uh, some of which are originals, some of which are not. Cause, the like, only one I knew is uh, Farah. She left a long time ago. Yeah, she's like gone and doing other things. She's the only name I know. Well, we will uh, jump into the T-Mom universe next. Okay, I cannot wait. Um, So this is uh, a mess. What do we call it? Hot? The, minimal, the, the hot, hot minimal mess? Minimal mess. Hot minimal mess. Which, is, <laughs> which in case it, it wasn't clear, this is a hot mess. <laughs> We are. Yeah. Just just a little bit. Yeah. We make it work. We do. All right. Well, uh, we'll be back. Yeah. Sometime. Sometime. Soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)